looking live, ladies and gentlemen. We were supposed to be coming up to coming live to you at 2.15, but no. These knucklehead gutter talkers you see before you here, they couldn't wait. The second we all joined in on camera, oh, the shit just started flying. Oh, the gutter was filled up with talk, and we had to bring it to you. So welcome to the latest edition of Gutter Talk. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And I am joined just to my stage right, which I believe if I point to my left is that guy. There we go. Brian Lieb, a.k.a. the literal Tribble. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Yes. How's it going? And to his left, we have. What's the deal? It's your man, Arson, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Tribble, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, and the Malcolm Comics Coffeehouse. Holding it down, Yamin, Yamsan, Wataguan, Bang Bang. All right, that would have actually been Brian Stage right. So now, just underneath me, I have Brandon, aka Inspector Spacetime Tribble. Hey, and stage right to Brandon, I have uh, Noel, aka Superman's pal Jimmy Tribble. Hey. I figured out this whole pointing thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was mad because JD had figured it out before me. But no, it's, not, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. It is very counterintuitive, yeah. but I, I seem to have mastered it. So thank you to each and everyone. Yes, Christopher, good night. I see you. You have come to save the day. And no, there is no JD. Um, with you this morning. Yeah, he was, he was there this morning for spoiler alert. But he couldn't be here for gutter talk, and that is because um, he is in the midst. He's got a lot of stuff that he is backed up on because in the world of comic books, which is primarily where we start things before we get all into all over into the world of geek, comic books are coming back to the comic book stores this week. I know that people cannot. You've been waiting for so long, ladies and gentlemen. But the comic books are coming back, and uh, JD, as the owner and operator of the Hero Complex in Maniunk, is hard at work preparing everything for the for the return of the these weekly uh, books coming into his stores. And each and every one of you, Randy, who is also in the retail business as the comic book Jedi at a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House, um, and Brian Noel and. Brandon, who are weekly readers of comic books, how excited are the four of you for the return of comic books to the shelves? I have to change my pants. I was going to say, I'm I'm crazy excited, but I realized something. I I talked about it like briefly on the show this morning. Um, I'm going to miss the extra time each week to catch up on the stuff that I didn't read before. (laughs) Really. I've got shelves and shelves of stuff that like, oh, I want to read that and I'm going to get that. I want to get that too. And I've, I've had this like extra time now to, so we've been doing the book clubs and, you know, knocking out some of these Omnibuy and it's, I'm just having a really good time reading up on old stuff. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm excited about new comics, I know now that that's a little less time a week and it's not as simple as, so like we have the, the pleasure and honor of, of getting to talk to people about, the stuff that we're reading and it's the the small responsibility that it's like required reading each week, not just what I want. So like you did that on purpose. 
the stuff that I I want to finish reading. Done. Can we, by the way, I want to I want to end this discussion now. <laughs> I thought maybe it oh, might really? be Omnibuy, but if you see three or four buses on the street, they're buses. <laughs> they're not by. It's omnibuses. Wait, if you see it's omnibus. buy on the street, it, 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 the, the, like grammatically, it's omnibuses. However, I like saying omnis, omnibuy, and omnibus. Wait, is it not? Because it's is it not grammatically omnibuy? I assumed that that was the plural. No. Omnibus. It, no, it, it, that's this just make a any sense. Up, made up slang name. Oh, yeah. it's omnibuses. I like omnibuy. Oh well, like I, I agree with no. It's omnibus. But you know what I mean? You've never been stuck in traffic behind behind several by. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you know, like in there's the not, in there the are um, kids out there on the street waiting for their school by. In the yeah, omnibus game, though. Points. In the omnibus game, we just call them omnis. It's just an omni. An omni. Over there, it's an omni. Yeah. No one knows all the terms. He's too cool for us. And his omni, like the omni club, that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Goodnight uh, mentions that the one good thing about, you know, the, the lull in comic books in the stores is that it has allowed him to weed out his collecting. He went from $130 a month down to $65 a month. Um, that's a that's a that's a benefit. That's definitely a your comic benefit. retailer uh, is feeling that. Yeah, I'm sure JD and uh, now I forget Ariel are not happy about that. Probably not. I mean, you know what? I'm I'm fucking weird. I actually ended up like over this break. I ended up adding like two titles because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I've been again catching up on old stuff and just like God, Boom Studios is doing some cool shit. So I'll look at what's coming out new and it's like I want that. Hey JD, that. can you order me that? I've read like four Tom Taylor things. Now it's like, oh, he's got a new title coming out. Yeah, Tom yeah, Taylor. Can I get that? Like, huh? Tom Taylor's a beast. If you want your regular universe just thrown on its ear, call Tom Taylor. Darn right. right. In the regular universe, just like Tom Taylor's I'm, characterization is always great. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm so in deep with liking everything Tom Taylor's been writing that I asked JD to order me the. Justice League, Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers crossover that Tom Taylor. That's because Tom Taylor did. Tom Taylor wrote and Stephen Byrne did the art for. Who have you read the art for? No, not yet. Just did the art for uh, Wonder Twins, which was phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, that crossover is real good. Wonder Twins was hysterical, dude. I and like so like two (laughs) two amazing creators are doing this really stupid sounding book, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it. I'll totally do it. Trevor McGuire hits us up on YouTube. What's up, Trevor? Saying that he's been spending more three hundred dollars on mystery boxes this morning. This Hello. morning, wow! Wow! Right. wow. You know, as, as someone who uh, who famously and to some people infamously made the switch over to trades a long time ago, I am, you know, I'm not that. It, it really makes no difference to me comic books coming into the stores weekly because i was buying comic books you know stories months at a time anyway so but i'm happy for the return of the true community as much as in these covid days we've tried to keep the community up you know by way of us still getting together here um in Streamyard. 
or um, people have been doing like little chats and Facebook Facebook groups about things. Um, there's nothing like just coming into the going into the comic book store and just randomly picking up a conversation with whoever is in there. You know, yeah. even if they're in there for only just a couple of minutes to just give you an idea of their viewpoint of Batman or to turn you on to something else that is happening in um, some of the more independent, uh, um, you know, lines like Boom Studios or or Action Lab Comics and stuff like that. So um, I do miss that. And, I, and I'm, I'm eager for that return. Bro, you have no idea. And like, c- quite literally, four or five of my best friends right now are dudes that I met in conversation. Hmm. At least, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Weapon X Triple Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, met him at a comic book store. Uh, Rich Dean, met him at a comic book store. Like, I miss all of that, all of that stuff. Like, and, and you know, for all of that to hopefully be coming back soon, I'm like, yeah. Name checking uh, the again. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just like way up Boom Studios, but but the vice president that video that he that he um, shared. I don't know if you want to link it. It's uh, it was a video to retailers and just like the community in general talking about how comic books and the comic book community is is the that recognized third place. So every person yeah. in order to feel happy or to have a happy existence has to have three places: work, home. But there's that third place where you're able to express yourself, to express yourself through arts or to feel like you belong outside of where you're designated. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, especially this community, the comic book shop, the physical comic book shop is that third place for you to feel, you know, completely a part of a community that's not just there for a paycheck or by blood. And I really do feel that like the comic book shop is that third place. It should be that third place. And that's why it's important. Like everyone switching to digital just is only there for the stories, whereas it's it's a little bit more when yeah. you're when you're showing up every week. Most definitely, Tim Hershey, Tim from last week. What's up, man? Another comic book retailer uh, with the comic Zen uh, here in the Philadelphia area. Check him out. Uh, he says the loss of the community is indeed the most painful thing, which I don't really get because community's on Netflix. You can watch it pretty easy. Oh, thank you, Brandon, for letting us segue out of that into uh, we're going to get into a, a lot more other things. But I was actually waiting. Someone kind of beat me to the punch on YouTube, but I was waiting for a YouTube signal that a certain someone has chimed in at our regular li- watcher of the show. And here she is. Melissa Gumps is saying good evening, gents, because she is all the way over in the Netherlands saying hello to us. Uh, everybody in Tribble Nation. And with that, we should feel honored to have her in our midst because today is, as Guido on on YouTube points out, today is Melissa's birthday. Happy birthday, Melissa! Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Join us on your birthday. Yes, yes. Thank you for taking a little bit of, you know, time out on your day of celebration uh, to spend some time with us. We hope that you have a very, very special happy, and we are uh, um, honored that you have chosen to make us a part of that. So, 
you know, thank you. Thank you for all your patronage to the show, to the Black Tribbles, to Cold Pop Go, to everything that we do. And um, many, many happy returns of the day to you. All right. All right. Cool. I wanted to send a little love her, her way. So I'm glad I was able to do that. All right. Uh, let's get into it. So today, ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing, this is called Distraction Central. We are trying. Look, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Wow, <laughs> there is here. a whole lot of shit going on. It's it's whoo, it's crazy out in these streets right Bruh. now. So we and we could go Bruh. deep on that, but you know what? There are other places that will do, do that and, and probably do it a lot better than us. <laughs> no, no, we're not. What we're going to go deep in is on the things that we know and love, and that is geek shit. That's where we're going going deep on. And there's been a lot of things happening in the geek world the past couple of weeks. So if we were in a comic book store, that's the type of shit that we would be talking about. So we're going to talk about that shit right now. And one of the things we're going to talk about as a segue into one of the bigger topics is, yo, in the world of streaming, another one has entered into the game. And they have stepped in with, apparently, a huge foot. It is the biggest of foots because it is called HBO Max. It is in there. It It is big, ladies and gentlemen. It is the combination of everything HBO with everything that their parent company Warner Media has to produce so it's HBO stuff it's Warner Brothers TV and movies it's DC Comics animated and movies it's Turner Classic Movies movies and specials all in there and a a whole bunch of ancillary stuff including Studio Ghibli's entire yeah. Doc, uh, filmography, Cartoon Network, Crunchyroll, yeah. um, Adult Swim, yeah, everything. It's ridiculous. Yep. Huh? yep. And they're still pretending like they're not going to just take all the DC Universe stuff, right? Exactly. Do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about. But that's going to happen. I was going to happen here. Then. I feel like if they were going to do it, they sh- they wouldn't be committing so much to DC Universe though. Like they're still like committing to but, putting stuff on there, and they're committing to like they just added the rewards program. So now there's like you get points if you watch stuff and read stuff. It, so and also I, like they haven't put the stuff that they have on HBO Max yet. Like they yeah, could have put it in season one and stuff like that. If they're smart, what they'll do is as opposed to you know, having to shut the whole thing down and transfer everything or um, whatever else. If you if you get HBO Max, you should probably just get access to that. And if you have DC Universe, you should at the very least get a discount or something for your HBO Max, mm-hmm. right? So you don't yeah. have to you don't have to redo a whole bunch of stuff. And go do the bundle like Disney Plus. Plus. That shit. Smart yeah. thing to do. Like, all right, you you know what? You already you already came in here and got some fries. Here, you can have this quarter pounder for like a dollar fifty, uh-huh. as opposed to having to buy a whole new combo meal. So, well, as of right now, I, who's got who's got HBO Max right now? Like, I, I have it. I've been playing around with it. I <laughs> got it. I haven't now, watched it yet. As of right now, they're just like curating shit from DC Universe that they feel like they want to take. Meaning to me that it's like 
they're going to do what they want if it makes sense for numbers over here. Because right. DC Universe is made to just be cle- uh, like clicky, curated yeah. content. If it's popular enough there and people want it over here, they're just going to take it and not yeah. care. So like at most, it'll be like maybe a couple weeks of exclusivity. But I don't think stuff's not going to show up. Like they're they're being coy and saying like, as of now, we don't have plans. Uh, but you know, what we'll is, see. So like, they're taking. What they would you guys prefer? Control. I want you all keep one thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say like, yeah. personally, I would prefer if they do like, um, they cut it, cut the price in half, and just make it a comic service. Because you, you talk about DC Universe. You talk about DC Universe. What what they would do with that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I, I, and that's what I envi- ultimately envision. I have a funny feeling that I wouldn't be surprised if they have certain deals in place for some of the the movies and shows that are already on DC Universe that they have to kind of like let play out before they can start making the shift over yeah. to HBO Max, and then DC Universe more or less becomes their version of Comixology, and maybe they do, you know... Marvel like the, Unlimited, yeah. Or, or like Marvel Unlimited as well. Yeah, definitely. Yes, DC Universe didn't... So the only difference between like what Disney Plus did and DC Universe didn't do is they took a bullet for exclusivity, so right. like Disney Plus took a bullet on exclusivity for streaming uh, for a couple of titles to save them for the launch of the of the device. So for like two or three months, Captain Marvel wasn't streaming anywhere so they mm-hmm. could premiere it there and a couple of other titles. Whereas DC Universe didn't set those deals up before launching. So when they launched their real exclusive stuff was really only their original content and nothing else that really had a wide appeal for the first week. They had Mm -hmm. the Tim Burton Batman movies, but then they disappeared for a while and then came back for Batman day. They had like the first two Superman movies that also disappeared for a little while and then came back. It's like they did a couple of ad hoc deals as opposed to creating real exclusivity for it. And when they launched, all they had was what um, young justice and Titans, right? Titans, Right. Yeah. That first year was rough. And and like the, the, the DC animated movies, they were all over the place. There were some on Hulu. There were some on Netflix. There were some on HBO now. And then there was a handful of them on DC universe. I, I just feel like they had this, they had this, um, this box and they just chucked what they could in it instead of like just strategically hooking it up. Right. Well, a lot of that was probably them waiting for deals to end. Yeah. But then, but then maybe just wait. Well, also, but also a lot of that, also a lot of that was that HBO Max or the idea behind HBO Max wasn't in their wheelhouse at that moment. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it was like, that too was a deal. Yeah, it was like, it was like two months later, like DC Universe launches. And then two or three months later, all of Time Warner is like, oh, we're going to do a big one of everything. Wait, no, it was later than that, wasn't it? It was 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 a lot later. It was was a lot later. No, no. Yeah. I think I think maybe the announcement came within maybe the first year or so. That's what I mean. Even, like, yeah, but even though the announcement was still that this is something that's going to be years down the down the line, because if I remember, um, when DC Universe popped, it was either right before or in the midst that the whole sale of Warner Brothers 
to AT&T, I think, was still being finalized. You know what I mean? And it, it wasn't until that get, believe it, DC Universe has been around, what, is this its second year? Or third, maybe. Yeah. It's yeah, second, because they they gave sent out an email. That's when they started the rewards program. They said in honor of the second year. Yeah. And so the I, is, I don't know. But they've but got also, uh, content on HBO Max are some of the biggest selling points that are right. not related to you know like Green Lanterns or Green Lantern. I'm actually not 100 percent sure what the title is. And um, and uh, what's the other one? Strange Adventures are two of the things that I'm the most excited for, uh, you know, and they're DC properties, but have nothing to do with DC Universe, the app. It's just another strangeness kind of thing. Dante Grace, one of the triples, uh, Dark Joker Zen Tribble, said they stated that the things on DC Universe will stay that way due to budgeting. The only reason D- Doom Patrol is on there is because they needed more money for the second season. I believe that he's speaking about uh, Doom Patrol is going to be uh, on see, HBO Max. So I don't know, but I looked that. it up. I looked it up. They they launched twenty eight May of twenty eighteen. They launched DC Universe. October of twenty eighteen. They announced HBO Max. HBO Max. So it literally wow. was barely literally was months. It, it was literally was five months where you had this exclusivity. That was only half exclusive still like they didn't have enough like like they didn't give time for DC Universe to actually grow legs and then mm-hmm. potentially undercut it by saying, oh, we've got this bigger thing that's going to include everything. So that's true. No, that I don't think that it was very well. Talk about, at all. talk about Dante Grace's thing. I don't know about that only because, um, yeah, Doom Patrol is on HBO Max, but then Stargirl is on CW. Harley Quinn has a deal that it's going to sci-fi. So like a few of their things are going to other places as well. So they're still undercutting their exclusivity. But sci-fi, isn't sci-fi going to be part of the HBO Max thing as well? I thought I saw sci-fi on there. It might be. It's a Turner Network. Sure. I I thought I saw sci-fi on there. Yeah. They may they may have some some sci-fi properties that'll be on there, but I don't think sci-fi itself. Yeah, so it's going to be on there. So we have we yeah. have two we have two dedicated apps with DC hubs, mm. yet still none of them have all of the CW shows. Right. Still, like well, you've got because... all of these properties everywhere, but two dedicated apps that have all the properties. like Well, that's because of CW. Speaking of CW, CW yeah. has its own app. It's its own app. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it's because of their deal. They have a deal with Netflix yeah. that all of their shows that were released before like 2017 or so, they had a deal that they all go to Netflix a week after the finale, which is and why I, that's still true for all of them, except that woman, which is on HBO Max. Max. Again, that just shows to me that exhibits almost desperation. And I think Tim put it in there too. Like let's get it all out without actually curating it or, or, strategizing as to where this content goes it's just it's fucking everywhere so to like i dropped dc universe for that reason it's just like i'm getting two new shows and then everything is everywhere i might as well just wait for it to be either on dvd or somewhere else to just catch up see i don't think DC universe i don't think hbo necessarily took dc universe's plans into account i don't know how things work me neither yeah i'm guessing that they were like dc was like hey we want an app and so they did it and those problems aside, then later HBO, you know, or Warner. See, I think right. it was a brilliant move for Warner to say, we want our own streaming service. 
we're going to call it HBO because instead of being like the last to the party with streaming services with like Warner Media streaming or something, we're going to just kind of have a new streaming service from the original premium content provider. And I think that they were like, okay, everything's going to go into that. Oh yeah. As far as, oh, yeah, most as far as branding goes in the streaming space or just in premium content space. Yeah. It's HBO. HBO is like the OG of right, right. You know, yeah. hardcore yeah. television. Yeah. yeah. Sopranos. Uh, Oz, yeah, exactly. the wire, like, yeah. Ironically, that's not necessarily doing well for them because online, I've seen so many people confused about what HBO Go versus Now versus Max is, which to me seems pretty clear. But a lot of people are confused about it. The confusion of it, the yeah. confusion of it is 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 only made muddier because you know one hbo now is the over the top version of you being able to watch hbo the cable channel right so that's what that is but then hbo max when you when you hear that you're thinking okay the, this must be hbo and more mm-hmm. that confusion is only made worse by for whatever reason business reason that we don't have the clear you know story on hbo max is not available quite everywhere mm. or in every iteration. You know what I mean? So yeah. like Noel was talking about how because of a very last minute deal they did with Apple TV, he had HBO now and simply by updating the app, it updated to HBO yeah. Max. The but if you ha- it was the same. Because, yeah, and, and it's over. the reason why they did that. So the, yeah. keep the fees the same. But meanwhile, if you have HBO via HBO Roku, Roku or um, Amazon Fire Stick, yeah. it, it won't update. They, they, yeah. they don't have a deal in place for that. And I think that's losing them somewhere in the in the realm between 50 and 70 million subscribers right there who can't up, who can't update get a HBO max to Brandon's earlier point. Yeah. He talked about before we signed on being the guy that he is. Well, I watch, I watch all of my TV on my computer. Well, most people don't watch TV on their computer. Brandon. I didn't say Wait. all of it. I watched it on my PS4. I'm just saying <laughs> if, I, if I needed to, I, I'm fine with watching it on my computer. Sometimes I watch it on my phone. The, uh, well, do you guys want to like really briefly yeah. talk about the failure of Quibi? The fact that it's an entire it's a, an entire streaming service that's only available on on mobile devices or or mm-hmm. tablet devices, only ten minute chunks of content, and you cannot share or screenshot any of it nope. for social media purposes. Nope. Because they, like they're they're so worried about um, pirating pirating that they're shooting themselves in the foot for any kind of word of mouth. advertising it's the dumbest goddamn thing in the world like they they finance or they they called together like two billion dollars to to make all this content and it's just no one's watching it no one and some huge names i mean they got steven spielberg doing things they got chance the rapper on there (laughs) to do punked who cares did you just yeah. go from Steven Spielberg to Chance the Rapper? All right, okay. Two Same level, I'm telling you, man. In the avenue I mean, of film. I mean, I love Chance. I love Chance the Rapper, but if we're talking about like the like the the spectrum of name recognition, I don't think Spielberg and Chance are are 
We all know that the best other. thing on Quibi is the Anna Kendrick sex style show, obviously. Or you know what too? Like I I I read about so like there's a there's an adaptation of the Dangerous Game with mm-hmm. um with uh one of the Hemsworths and and um what's his Christoph Waltz? Yeah. Apparently, that, that just sounds dope. A, yeah. Well, apparently it's a great movie, but they. <laughs> sliced it into 10 minute segments and it's fucking awful to watch because you have to wait a day for every single chapter. I'm like, why would you do that? That's, that's worse than that's worse than like, I'm going to write a graphic novel, but I'm going to arbitrarily chunk it into six issues. Yeah. And from what I heard, I don't think it it's well edited into these chapters either. I think it just stops. It just stops. <laughs> It's like those five-minute, uh, I mean, I haven't seen it, but it, like those five-minute Clone Wars things. You remember that? Oh, oh, yeah. You can't yeah. go like those. Everyone loves those. Those, those are kind of great. I was all about watching them, and I just I couldn't catch them. They were, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, lo- I love the fact that like the, the, um, the viewing model that they're trying to capitalize on is people will just look at their phones passively in between other tasks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... There's already a fix for that. It's called social media and the internet. That's what you do in between the moments. I'm not going to, in between other tasks, invest in 10 more minutes of this film. Like that's well, and then not be able to talk about it on social media. It's, it's like we were on the go, but since no one's on the go right now, that's like a large problem. In fact, so. the president apparently actually blames coronavirus. Like he's actually said, I like, Blame 100% of this on coronavirus. Whatever. I mean, I go out of my way not to watch commercials, right? So why, like, I don't want my story broken up (laughs) at all, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's my, that's the model that I would tend to follow. And also, like, when you get into a show, you get into a headspace, you know? Mm -hmm. So the reason that you do stuff in between other things, those things don't take a lot of attention, you know? Those not different atmospheres that you're trying to get into. Yeah, your your focal point is explicitly what people do passively, right. and that's just that's just inherently a broken model, right? right. Yeah, but you know what? But to Brandon's point, it is a broken model, but maybe it doesn't come across as broken if the world didn't stop. Maybe. maybe. No, know? I still think it would be bad. I know I was defending it, but I still think it's a dumb idea. Right. Just to be clear, it just <laughs> wouldn't fail as big. It would be a right. slow failure. It would be a slow failure. Fifty million instead of hundred million. It'd be a it'd be a car fire instead of a house fire. Yeah. Well, we can't bring that up right now. No. Well, no. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um. But one of the things about HBO Max is that you know we mentioned like all the things that are available on it to watch right now. There's tons of things you can check out there are, and there are plenty of articles detailing, you know, what is available on, on HBO max Um, to the surprise of everyone. They didn't even, they never announced it beforehand, but mm-hmm. when HBO max hit, everyone was surprised that all the entire library of, Harry, the Harry Potter films were yeah. available they actually, right there. They actually announced it wasn't going to be on there like a day before. Exactly. So and then, they, and they, so they punked you. Um, <laughs> but probably the biggest news is what will Dirty. be available on HBO Max next year. 
And that oh. is Justice League, 2017's Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, the famous or oh, infamous or the heretofore oh, unknown it. Zack Snyder cut will be hitting HBO Max exclusively in some shape or form in, I believe, the summer of 2021. Before we before we keep talking, can I can I just throw out a fun tidbit of of like uh, business minutia? Go so ahead. the the comic book um, website Bleeding Cool mm-hmm. purchased Ew. the domain and the verbiage of the Snyder Cut. Huh. No, they did. They, really? They, they own the they own the the domain, the Snyder Cut. I believe com. it That's because funny. they were that was like the most clicks, right? So they they, right, right. they own the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Very shortly after that. Zack Snyder and those in the know or whatever have officially rebranded this effort Zack Snyder's Justice League. So the official title of everything is Zack Snyder's Justice League mm. because the Snyder Cut was was stolen. So every time you see a hashtag release the Snyder Cut, it's mm. like it's it's like a little a little pat on the butt to Rich Johnson and Bleeding Cool for being trolls, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> So it's officially like they would have rebranded it anyway, though. Like, and they're not going to put it on HBO Max. Like here, you can watch the Snyder Cut. I mean, every other time this has happened in history, just like on DVD and stuff, it's always been director's cut or, or right. it would be called like director's cut though or something. No, like it'd be like oh, I don't know, Superman the the Snyder or um the Donner cut. Yeah, like mm. they've done this before, and it's always just been the name and the cut yeah. or the producer yeah. cut. Yeah. Or, so I, I just think it's a cooler name. This is definitely a cooler name, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it also sidesteps the, you know, like the question <laughs> of continuity, right? Mm-hmm. Like one wonders what will be what is referenced as continuity, if anything, between this and the Justice League. It'll be the regular one. What's that? I think it's definitely going to be the one that was released in theaters because they've I mean, already like moved forward with that. No, like they Aquaman and whichever one's more popular. No, yeah. they haven't. They haven't moved forward for shit. Yeah. Every single thing that's come out after that has been felt like it's in its own pocket. Yeah. Because they didn't want to reference yeah. it at all. Yeah. And they could change yeah. it if they wanted to. There haven't been like huge steps built upon the Justice yeah. League movie. But calling his accent as Justice League is like, all right, this isn't the alternate version if that's right. the way they decide to go. You know. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited for it. I don't know about you guys. I don't I mean that ironically. Wait. I am very excited I to, to watch it. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. Like what I because you know, I've been I've been about this thing the whole time. Like, yeah, if there's something I want to see it, cool. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? It was just kind of existed in my head and in the in the, for me in the minds of like there's this super weirdos that were like, oh, you know, renting airplane banners and all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, look, man, I'm here with y'all. Like sure but you know fingers crossed when i saw that i was like oh my god yeah, it was yo it was it was like it was eagles making it to the playoffs this year when they <laughs> didn't have made it to the playoffs at all and they're like what we made it sweet okay dope 
the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut, for those who may be just tuning in, it came out from underneath a, a rock, is a new version, or let's put it this way, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a new version of 2017's Justice League movie, which will, as we mentioned, will be coming to HBO Max in 2021. This is the movie as envisioned by its original director, Zack Snyder, who left the production halfway through to deal with a personal uh, family tragedy. The movie was finished by Avengers director Joss Wheaton, who stepped in, and ultimately the film was released to critical and commercial um... Meh. Meh. Yes, it was met with a meh. Justice League was mocked extensively for its reshot scenes featuring uh, (laughs) Superman, a.k.a. Henry Cavill's CGI'd upper lip um, which is really, it's really bad and very, very distracting. Um, soon after the release of this film, fans started petitioning very earnestly for people, for Warner Brothers to release the Snyder cut of the film. Earnest is a nice word for it. <clears throat> oh, if, well, feverishly is, 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 it still <laughs> doesn't do it justice. Cultishly. Um, yeah. So yes, I cultishly. Ver- I heard a version of, uh, Impeach the president. Yeah. Like, release the Snyder Cut. Release <laughs> the Snyder Cut. I was like, really? Really? You went a little necessity. Oh, God. A little bit far on that one. Oh, um, but God bless him, dude. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, every one of those dudes is feeling like. Like feeling like they're call- like they made the- like they 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 won. Uh, well, like just... my cause won. I, I I'm not mad at I'm not mad at them for that. Yeah. I, Some of it went a little bit. Yeah, it, like the the we won stuff is really weird. Like the only people that are winning is DC and Time Warner and mm-hmm. maybe Zack Snyder. Oh, definitely like, Zack Snyder. Like the yeah. the the. the um, so in a lot of the Facebook, the comic book Facebook groups and stuff that I'm in, it was a lot of like, we did it, guys. We won. I'm like, relax. You're a fan and you helped you like you helped in the echo. Like you were part of the cacophony. But mm-hmm. you, like you didn't score a touchdown. Like yeah, you, they just, I, you kept it. It was just so weird. Like we won. What'd you win, man? I, it's going, I mean, I'm excited. That's how everyone is about things. Oh. I mean, like when the Eagles win, we say we won. Yeah, but that's an actual like feat of effort in a yeah. It was a championship. Like we didn't do it though, is what I'm saying. They get to fans say that, and we didn't actually do anything. Yeah, but but, they won. They that they they get the prize. That's what they care about. That dude that rented the airplane with the banner. Yeah, that dude feels lost. like he won, and I'm not even mad at him for that. Yeah. He's not even mad at that him. That money could have gone to so many things. Uh, so many that's more. That's money. That's money. That was his choice. Like they raised a lot of money. His money, his choice. It was stupid. But I'm saying they have also donated a lot of money to charities and stuff in the name of the release of Snyder Cut. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure suicide prevention specifically. There have been, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah actually. There's been a lot of money I didn't uh, know about that. sent out to different suicide prevention charities in, in the name of, you know, the, I was the, the for, um, actually, that reminds me, there was, um, 
there was a Kickstarter for release the Snyder Cut hand like hand bracelets, arm bracelets. Mm-hmm. And I, I had seen it and I was going to purchase them as as a as a troll, as a joke, because I wasn't a fan of the movie, but I'm very excited to see this this, this cut. But then I saw that it was like proceeds, 100 percent proceeds towards uh, suicide prevention. So I didn't do it. I just donated separately. Exactly. <laughs> because I felt like a jerk. However, I still want a bracelet. I should have done it. I should have just done it. Like, I want to release the Snyder Cut bracelet. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go back and do it. Who wants Who wants a, a, a rubber bracelet? You want one? All right. I want one. Let me see if it's still up. I, I don't. Um, I'll get you two. <laughs> I knew you would. Um, the Snyder Cut. Now, here's the thing. The Snyder Cut, ladies and gentlemen, does not exist. There is no, there is no actual oh, cut of the. Wait exists. a minute, Brandon. Wait a minute, Brandon. There's no actual finish cut of the movie that is Zack Snyder's vision. Zack Snyder has cobbled together, you know, via his his story beats, storyboards, um, and the script. He did present to Warner Brothers before ultimately he had to back out of the, the production his idea for the movie, for what the movie would be. And I think at that time it mapped out to like it was going to be like a between a three and four hour movie. Yeah. Um, and they were like, uh, yeah, that ain't going to work, dog. Uh, especially coming out uh, on, on the heels of. Batman, um, Batman v Superman, which while it made a considerable amount of money, was no way the success in no shape of way the success commercially or critically that they were looking for. But you know they they signed a they signed a check they made this deal with Zack Snyder so they wanted to honor it so yes he was going to do the Justice League movie which was supposed to be the follow up this three hour thing he's coming up with I don't know but then Four. his. With three to four hour thing, his his world explodes. They bring in Joss Wheaton. Joss Wheaton has his own idea of what a Justice League movie should be. And the the Frankenstein monster of a movie that was put together was what we got. So now Zack Snyder has an opportunity to take his original vision, take what has happened, take the criticism that is that was always there about what he had previously done and whatever other forces may be at work to really put together and now do a his his version maybe a little bit more seasoned maybe it's going to come out a little bit more more uh be better than what he had planned before I don't know that that's going to happen because to on your point of it not being finished, there is something. It's obviously not like rendered and everything, but there is a finished cut because he said that in order to get the Snyder Cut release, HBO Max and their people and DC's people like Jim Lee and a bunch of people actually went to Snyder's house and he showed them something. It was obviously not complete, but he showed them a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what he showed them, to- but what he showed them wasn't like unrendered things. There were there were bits in there where it would cut to storyboard there yeah, were storyboards bits. animatics like it wasn't right. it wasn't a, it wasn't right. anything that could just be seen 
And that's where the 20 to $40 million comes from. They actually have right. to finish this movie. It's, it's a half made movie. Yeah. And you know what? Like we keep bringing up, we keep bringing up Joss Whedon. Mm. I don't like justice league, the movie. Mm. I need to watch it again, but I remember not enjoying it at all. Um, I don't blame him. I actually blame Warner Brothers. So even though I wasn't enjoying, like, I don't blame Joss Whedon at all. And I actually don't think that what he delivered was anything other than a paycheck and just taking notes. It didn't feel feel like a, well, it didn't feel like a Joss Whedon anything. It just felt like a terrible impression of of something else. Mm -hmm. But um, I wasn't enjoying what Zack Snyder was doing with the DC Universe anyway. So it's weird. Like I want to see what he had planned just for perverted reasons. I don't even know. Just like anytime an artist starts something, you kind of want to see how it finishes and then we'll go from there, whether you like it or not. Whereas this short. Yeah. I wish we could have gotten it from the beginning though. Cause like even suicide squad was like heavily changed. Like originally it was, there were going to be seeds for justice league in there. Like there was going to be, um, well, I mean, we don't need to go into all that, but there were going to be seeds for it there too. So, like, I wish that they hadn't gotten cold feet so early, and they could have let the universe like try from the beginning. Well, that's maybe. always been my biggest issue with the whole thing. Like, the 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 rush to play catch up with Disney money mm. was was more was a was a was a b- bigger part of the decision than to just let you know let the story be told because if you look at from the from the standpoint of like first five movies right none of the stuff in the MCU made it made that mu- made Avengers money right yeah. they wanted to make Avengers money off of the first shows it's like nah man just just no. let the story build that was the problem they were modest movies that had modest budgets that made profit and they built so when you got to Avengers, it was five different sets of audiences that kind of was in it together. Yeah, and and, yeah. What, and what I'm saying is, you know, if, if if you you're not going to make that money off of Man of Steel, be it you know Superman or not, a because of you know whatever disdain people have for Superman, but b because you don't have a, you know an audience that you've built off of that yet. Right. So I, and I don't care if you if you're if you know if the storytelling style is different, do it different. But you're not gonna. You're you were never gonna make that money right away. That 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 was the issue. You were never gonna make that money right away. I don't care how much you roll your eyes. You were never going to make that money right away. It was I, not going to happen. I disagree. Not with, particularly not with the Superman movie because two thirds of y'all don't give a shit about Superman anyway. No, no I agree. No. Listen, no. I love Shut Superman. What are you talking mouth. about? Shut your mouth. Maybe. If they had started with Batman and everybody was on Batman's nuts and everybody was on Batman's nuts and tried to, you know, build some of that, it might it, it might have brought you that money immediately. But that's not what they did. They, they, they started with the idea of this is, you know, we're going to start here with, with Man of Steel and, you know, we're going to try and build something off of this. Again, that movie could have been. It could have been, you know, 78 Superman all over again. And two thirds of these motherfuckers wouldn't have gone to see it because it had Superman in it. And don't fuck around and act like that's not true. All right. That's, that's not that's not what I'm going to say. But, but what I'm going to say. Secondly. It, you know, you can you can throw Iron Man out there because. 
oh. about Iron Man, and it was like, all right, cool, let me go see this, right? But as soon as you decide to, I, I don't care what the fuck you say, as soon as you decide to put Superman on, you're, you're going to get an immediate split, right? Of people that are like, word, I'm all about this. And then you're going to get the other people that are like, fuck that guy, right? That exists. Don't act like the fuck it doesn't. So regardless of what you've done, that's what, that's what was going to happen. So if, if, if you're going to go a different route, go a different route. You're going to do, a, you know, you're going to do something like Man of Steel, do that. And then, you know, but recognize that you're not going to make that that money from the rip. It's not going to fucking happen. I don't give a fuck. It's not going to happen. Period. Is there some sort of, uh, like, persecution against Superman's popularity that I don't know about? Like, no, I, I, I don't necessarily understand the, the um, immediate impression that just superman as a as a symbol or or an ip is going to be divisive it is i it think is. it is i mean and trust me well, go ahead brandon go ahead brandon one thing in the world that i know it's that well, I, what, I, I agree because i was on that I'm genuinely confused let brandon explain let brandon, let, let brandon go brandon because i was on that train when i started in the comics like superman seems like the super powerful one who's always does the right thing. He never like compromises his ideals or anything. So he seems like the boring character until you actually read any of his comics. And then you see that he does have like his own troubles and his own trials and stuff that he deals with. But to, I think to regular audiences, that's what they see of Superman. And so that's what they think. And so when you see a Superman movie come out, you're like, well, that's going to be boring. He's going to save the day. It's going to be the generic hero. Also his powers, you know, like his powers are where we all get where heroes get them from. But like the flying and the heat vision, like a lot of characters have those these days. And so like there's not a lot of things because Superman was first. There's a lot of things about him that have been copied so many times that people find them boring unless they like actually dig into the mythology. There's a reason why it's been endear like it's endured for over 80 years. It's mm -hmm. it's not broken. There was nothing that needed to be fixed. If anything, people right. just needed to be reminded why it was great. And it, I don't it, think it that those movies did that. It was never about it was never about the character being broken. It well, was about the, the it, was, it was it was the it was the idea that you exist in a society now where if someone tells you that the only thing they want to do for you is good, you don't believe it. Yeah, ninety nine percent you just will just won't believe that, right? And so if you try to introduce that into a film right away for most people it's going to be bullshit to them they're like nah fuck that i because the, the, it, it worked if you watch it with the end of avengers right the thing that worked the thing about that that really worked was that you had half the people they were talking to they were like yo this is amazing and then you had other people who were like i don't know what the fuck this is i'm not fucking with it right and it, and it worked you couldn't have done that and you couldn't have done any of that with a with a with everybody having having an approval rating that fifty Superman had, it doesn't exist now. It would not have existed. The the if the movie came out like that, right? Motherfuckers would have been like, "That's bullshit," right? And and those of us that that are a fan of the character, I'm like, cool. But it, it it wouldn't have worked. And I think, and I still say that the idea of Man of Steel and and all of and I think what Zack Snyder's plan was, was that this being 
in, in an introduction to this being and the things that come with him, you're going to get a lot of shit. And this guy, in the midst of all of that shit, is still going to be telling you, like, look, I understand that all this shit has happened. I'm not here to hurt you. None of that is the case. If you read, go read, read, read Straczynski's uh, year, year one. If you read Straczynski, it, it, it's the same concept. Like, yo, I, yeah, this shit happened because somebody came looking for me, but I'm not the one doing this shit to you. Look, you know what I'm saying? I don't disagree with I don't disagree with what you're saying, how it's very difficult for audiences today to completely align themselves or or not question, especially if they were living in it, not question or or like pretend not to question this supreme power that comes out and helps everybody. Like, what are they really in for? However, where I think that Zack Snyder failed. And yes, I think that he failed, even though I agree with your point. I think that he failed is because the story he was telling was about was a first person story about this character. And they were conflicted and they were never shown as being altruistic or understanding. They were, they Why were. Why wouldn't you be conflicted? Like, what the fuck am I supposed it's, to do? Pop, they here. turned Pop Kent into a weird libertarian that said, fuck everyone else. They no, turned Pop Kent into not, a father, it's dude. Not cool. They turned that dude into a father. If my son's got superpowers tomorrow, he if oh. he turns, if, if my son's got superpowers tomorrow and I know how these motherfuckers are about anything different i'm like yo we can work this out here i'm not having you're my i'm not having you out here in the world you're my son i'm not having the feds i'm not having none of these motherfuckers trying to get my son i'm having that thought that's a thought even, you, as a, you're gonna have that thought death. and if you don't have that thought you're fooling yourself yeah i don't it's, think it's, it was, it's I don't bullshit think, it's i agree I, 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 I completely agree with your rationale I actually don't think that it was successful in execution because that's not anything that I took out of it. You know, you know why it wasn't successful in execution? Quite literally, because the unfortunate part about it is there are there were at the time 75 years of this being that existed in the in the in the world zeitgeist. Right. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, this is how this is. You know, this is how it would be. And with that 75 years already existing to introduce an I, a concept about, about it that would be, that is even remotely different. Mm -hmm. People weren't having it. And I, I get That's that. That's what I think too, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Go, let Brian speak. Go ahead, Brian. I took Man of Steel a lot as a, um, uh, this is a, a minor point related to it. I saw it as almost like Action Comics number one, right? In 1938, where it was a science fictional story about this super powerful being who come, because there are no superheroes yet. You know what I mean? And right. I kind of had a feeling right. watching Man of Steel, like maybe I just picked up a copy of Action Comics number one yeah. and I'm being introduced to to this guy. Man of Steel oh. isn't really the biggest problem. Like Man of Steel no. was, yeah. uh, Man of Steel did feel like a cold open to a larger story, especially the way that it ended. I had little things that were just like, didn't really connect. And that's a weird reaction, but all right. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. But um, even that sure. being said, However, they doubled down on all of that, like, further. Yeah. So it took five movies for him to be fucking approachable, and it was done in reshoots by a different director with a with a goddamn mustache eraser. Like, if they were playing the long game, they played it real too fucking long. I it do agree. That it's like, as the start to a cinematic universe, Man of Steel wasn't necessarily the Superman that I think was the best, like, you know... 
uh, a characterization of Superman as as like the guy in the DC universe with Flash and Green Lantern and Batman around. Which side note, had Green Lantern been awesome, everything would have been different. You know, that could have been the start of their universe. Probably. But, uh, you know, it really it it is one of the saddest things in the world right now that we would think that that character is too good to exist. You know, that nobody would be like that. And I think there's, I think there are people that would be like that. And, uh, you know, it's just whenever I hear that as a reason that people don't want to see Superman, I, I don't know. It, it saddens me for their, for that outlook, you know? Yeah, it, it does. The, the, the shame of it is, is that like, and I think everybody's kind of like said, this is that man of steel offered the opportunity of, reintroducing the concept of Superman into this more cynical world because let's face it the world of 1978 where Christopher Reeves is Superman it's is you know distant history I mean that might as well be the 1920s as far as people are, are concerned is w- with how fast the world is moving now you know so the idea of him trying to reintroduce that concept into this world you know, I'm with it, and you know, for the most part, I enjoyed Man of Steel, and and I was intrigued to, to where the next step would be, what the next step would be. I think the problem lies not so much with Man of Steel, but with Batman v Superman, because that next step is just taking tr- trying to take to Randy's point too many big steps all at once you know you're all of a sudden you're trying to to shoehorn in probably for a lot of people one of the most iconic you know stories of the last 20 30 years with the dark knight returns into this into uh the zeitgeist which means that you've got to now reintroduce a whole different batman who is now older and wiser and 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 more disheveled um you've got to put together this 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 uh makes sense of the superman from before from man of steel you've got to maybe maybe answer that and you don't know how you're going to answer that and then you want to throw in wonder woman as well into this film um and as visually stunning as it is it taking all of these various pieces and now trying to put together an original story, which Zack Snyder for all of it, all of his um, acolytes has sometimes it's iffy on piecing together original, original works. And now you're telling him to, to take multiple works and put that together in a streamline, in a streamlined story. I think that's where the failing happens. Um, and that's where the, the Everything gets off the the train gets off the the rails a little bit. Um, maybe Justice League offers him an opportunity to right the ship. Um, maybe not. Maybe he realizes, hey, I need three to four hours to really make what was set up in Batman v Superman make sense with what I my ultimate vision was. And maybe the with it being on HBO Max, because we don't know whether or not it'll ultimately be a movie or whether or not it's going to be pieced together as uh, like a, a miniseries. You know, maybe, and I think maybe a miniseries is the way to go. It's with, I'd like that. Yeah. yeah, because you got to yeah. think about it. Love that. 
this Justice League has to answer Batman v Superman, which not only introduced Batman into this world, not which not only introduced Wonder Woman into this world, which not only introduced, if we're led to believe, it was meant to introduce the, the concept of dark side into this world, but it also introduced in that movie Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, Lex Luthor. I mean, it is tr- Doomsday. Doomsday. Don't forget Stroke. Some Green Lantern, some some uh, some degree of Green Lanterns, and the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, that would have been that would have been great though. That Martian Manhunter. Like when you rewatch those movies, knowing that that yeah. guy was supposed to be Martian Manhunter, it does really work. I think. All of it. And will be presumably. Do you guys know I, who Green Lantern was in the uh, in the beginning? He's from the comics. Who was it? Lennox. Yeah. The Green Lantern from the Justice League movie. Lennox. Mm-hmm. Captain uh, General Lennox, right? No, no. You're no. Martian. Oh. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Who was the um, he is the Green Lantern of Earth that was used to explain why Alan Scott's ring had a wood invulner a wood mm-hmm. vulnerability. He was a very powerful Green Lantern. He was so great that the Guardians removed the yellow vulnerability, and he yeah. he like went went nuts with it. And he was an oppressor. So they like ironically they were like, okay, the clubs of the people that you have oppressed. He was an alien, but he was on Earth. The clubs of those people will now be used to take you down. And so that was like how they fitted in at that time. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's why I like having Brian around. <laughs> oh, thank you. I got that comic. I have that comic, and I bought it when I met Martin O'Dell at the Philadelphia Comic Con many years ago. The co-creator of Alan Scott. Nice. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, it was awesome. And then years later, I forgot about it, and I saw a different. I got two comics signed, and I was like, you know how people wrote on comics on the old days? You got like mm-hmm. numbers or whatever. And I'm looking. I'm like, ah, somebody wrote on my Crisis on Earth too. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> <Martin O'Dell. laughs> well, I guess I'll take a pass on that one. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. this one's cool. <laughs> I, that's um, not, no, that's a signature. <laughs> Go ahead, Noel. Tim, Tim's uh, Tim's comment: uh, two good Superman right now. I agree with that too. And also, yeah. like the the current and new news that uh, Cavill is in talks for more DC Universe Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. He is a charming motherfucker. He is. Oh he is great God. in comedies, and yeah. he is a very charming being. I want to see him in yeah. a hopeful Superman movie and not this dark shit all the time. Like, let him be the paragon of hope that the world needs because that's what makes Superman appealing. The actor was never the issue, and I, I'm yeah. very well, no, excited. It certainly was, no, it certainly was not him. It certainly was not him. But, you know, to that the 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 fact that you, you that you didn't realize that this existed no like i i've been doing this for 20 plus years and literally whenever whenever i you know tell somebody that i'm a superman fan or you know suggest a book to them they're like ah. i'm like and my first question is what have you read mm. and 99% of those people are like nothing yeah. i just saw it. okay then Read something and then so be mad. In in like deep in comic book circles, you know, like uh um what's your favorite Superman story? It's usually always something from 20 or 30 years ago, or they're just like, ah, I don't really read Superman, I can find them boring. Right. Yes. But in the grand scope of intellectual property and very, very popular things, 
Superman is not far down on the list. Like oh, he's up there. Sure. Yeah, he's still yeah. top so, five. Like really if we're talking really about really if we're talking about yeah. how the general public receives Superman. I don't consider that the same thing as I'm sorry, but us like in the weeds, nerdy boys who are just like mm, well, I girl. Really and, yeah. Sorry, nerds, just nerds yeah. across the board. Girls can erroneously dislike Superman as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, like for for a long time, I was not reading it month to month because I did find it pretty boring. And that was really just like, and and I, it's making that connection, knowing that it's just cyclical storytelling, as well as like, this, this writer's not doing it for me. I would like mm-hmm. to see something slightly different. However, when I want to see something different, I don't necessarily want it to be a complete reversal of the of the the core of the character, right? Which is what right. I feel like in BVS they were like pushing from. Like, he's not that stoic. He's not that monosyllabic. Hmm. He doesn't run away. He doesn't hover over people. He comes down to their eye level. Like it, these are all very small, subtle things that I felt like that movie, BBS especially, was almost offensive towards what that character can be. I, I, like if you've got the dark of Batman juxtaposed against the hope of Superman, Superman doesn't need to be that grim. He doesn't need to be that solemn. He doesn't need to be that tortured. I think that, I think that maybe works, and I and again this is a failing of BVS. I think that maybe works if there's more Clark Kent there because to because to Brian's point and Randy will probably agree with this. Original Superman going back to the 38s and you know 1938 39 and even if you go back to the 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 heralded Max Fleischer cartoons, mm-hmm. the character Superman himself is a little bit stoic doesn't yeah. speak a lot you know yeah. is i mean he, he certainly doesn't doesn't hover over people no that imagery is is not in character at all but being just you know get in get the job done and out that was that superman and clark kent was the more humanistic you know character he was more of a character there mm-hmm. i think if clark kent is more of Again, the failing of BVS is the biggest failing is them trying to do so much, putting too much into that movie. If that movie is truly just BVS, Batman versus Superman, you have more Clark Kent and maybe that uh, fixes a little bit of that. Maybe that gives you a little bit more of the Superman that we know and love. May I speak to Randy directly? Yes, you may. We've, 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 um, danced around this for like two and a half years now. Oh yeah, well, no question. No can, question. I, can I tell you? Can I? Can I? In all earnest, just tell you how I feel. BVS could have been a better film. Sure. And I think that you'll actually agree with me. Um. So the way that it all panned out was about two hours of Batman being blindly militant about. Uh, unknowing someone's motivations mm-hmm. and two hours. Uh, and it literally was about two hours. And we're talking about the director's cut too. Um, two hours of him being blindly militant and worse. Huh? No, oh, no, I thought no. Brandon said something. Don't look at um, Brandon. And then <laughs> two hours of everyone being unsure of Superman's motivations. Every time that they would reveal his own personal story, it was maybe like five minutes of him with Lois. 
but then his actions were very like from the perspective of other people that feared him. So you really didn't know two and two, two hours and 15 minutes of that. So all of this like grudging terribleness and you're, you're in a mood space of just like, what's going to happen. They fight, which is a very beautiful choreographed fight and really entertaining to watch in and of itself. But then 40 minutes of just fighting and immediately agreeing with each other and then more fighting. Now, what I would would have hoped or would have rather had is that fight between the two of them happened over an hour earlier. Mm. Getting to know these two people, these two, these two separate forces, um, shakily aligning with each other for a better good, for a greater good, which is, which is honestly, it's all comic book tropes right there, but like good comic book tropes. So they, two misunderstanding forces clashing, understanding in the moment that they have common end goals, helping each other, changing each other and or learning from each other for the better good. They tried to do that in that movie, but they did it so truncated that it was like a, there was like a middle finger to the audience. Like you're too stupid for me to, 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 to do this correctly. So I don't think that, all the pieces like we've had this conversation before and you've like explained it to me like, no, 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 it's because of this, because this, because this. Yeah, I saw all that. But the way it was paced out in the film was offensive. It was like, you're too stupid. I'm going to do this all in 40 minutes, uh, the, the last 40 minutes of a three plus hour movie because you couldn't have handled it earlier. Like, I, I just don't that I didn't like. Yeah, I'm getting teary. This is really important. <laughs> I, want, Can I, say something? I want Superman to be hopeful. Have you seen how? Do you know what's happening right now? We need go, ahead, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. Two things. One, Noel, that movie, it happened. It's called Batman Superman World's Finest, and it was the, great. Yes. But the, I feel like we had it, and I think they wanted to do something different. But also, but I do agree that that definitely would have been, that still should have happened in, in this movie. But also, I think, um, and I know we don't like to talk about this, but I think the director's cut did fix a, like a lot of the issues both of you guys, both you and Len, have talked about. Like the director's cut did have a lot of like Clark Kent being Clark Kent. And it had like a lot of like those things where like it, it see and you saw more of like Batman, like how he was, he was strict and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like he was just militant and being dumb. Like, I feel like I do feel like the director's cut fixed a lot of those issues, but I also acknowledge that you shouldn't need a director's cut for the movie to work. So Exactly. Well, the, the director, director would prefer that that was always the one that was out. I think that's a studio issue. And, However, you know, it, it certainly is a studio issue. The pacing of the movie, the fact that it was front-loaded with grim terribleness, this this character that is supposed to be the, that is supposed to be the greatest detective hmm. is only propelled by one single id thought for two plus hours of the movie. That is that is a failure of storytelling or at least complex storytelling. Shifting around the plot is just, ugh. But again, ugh. okay, okay. I, 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 I hesitate to do this, but oh boy. <laughs> someone, someone yeah. must set things straight. And you're obviously not going to listen to me. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know what the years of gutter talk have taught you that you don't want to listen to me. But maybe you'll listen to someone else. Maybe, 
maybe you talkers and you spoilers will listen to Johnny Destructo, aka the Flip Triple. This fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that's going to happen. Here's what's going to say. Here's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is Noel was right. That's what's going to happen. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Fucking stop. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet this whole time. I'm not, I'm like I'll mute this. I, I'm not gonna say shit. JD, I like your hair. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> no one's right. Johnny, <laughs> 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 I, I I was out doing deliveries to customers um and I'm in between deliveries. You're awesome because you're awesome. Thanks, yeah, bro. I came. I came back because I was listening to this while driving around doing deliveries, and I was like, I got, I got, I got to get back. I got to get back. <laughs> um, you're no, you're all right. Everyone here is correct. Um, Randy uh, is a little. Um, what what do you call a cult member? Is there a different word for a cult member? Um, but this unabashed love of the Snyderverse, I find frustrating because I think as I, I'm flabbergasted. That Randy, as much as he loves Superman, just accepts the Snyderverse as a as a version of Superman that exists. Um, you be, because 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 when you're if because if you're me selling comics, the world is reacting to Superman selling Superman comics the way the world reacted to Superman in in the Snyderverse. They're like, "What the fuck is this? Hmm. I don't care about this. Whatever." That's so very the much way that Jeff Jones did uh, Aquaman, which I liked, right? So Aquaman was a uh, sort of a mockery in the real world. So Jeff Johns, when he came in and did the new 52 Aquaman, was like, everyone in the DC universe also treats him like a mockery, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and I don't mind the fact that he showed up, excuse me, he showed up and was unsure of himself and... Um, sort of was standoffish and all those other things that the Man of Steel was. But for my own sense of pacing, I would have liked to have wrapped up that film with a more appropriate, appropriate or, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, the, the, the version that we've had for a long time. I would have liked that version of Superman to wrap up that film. Like, yeah, that you wouldn't have happen. It would not happen. I'm sorry. It would not happen. One one movie is not enough for that to happen for planet. It's not gonna fucking happen, right? And I and I and I I I, I would have loved that too, but I I do get the idea that yes, all of this shit went down, and everybody is no no. It's not driven by commerce. It's driven by you know having lived it. You know what I'm saying? We got to say what Tim said for the people listening. He's asked Randy, "Is your love of Snyderverse driven by commerce?" And Randy no, says, "No." It, it's it's having having seen that reaction every day for the last 20 years to even discussing Superman with people. And they're like, man, eh, whatever, or that's bullshit, or I don't think and and it's even it's even newer now in amalgam because at my at the other stores, you know, it was mostly just comic folk. But a lot of the people that 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 I've met at Amalgam weren't comic folks. They were coming into it new, right? They were coming into it very new, and they were like, you know, as I'm 
showing them all kinds of stuff. They're like, well, what do you like? I'm like, oh, I'm a Superman guy. And their immediate reaction is, meh, really? That? Fuck that. And I'm like, why? What have you read? What experience do you have with it? And, and without any experience with it, I, I understand the fact that you might not, it might not be your thing, right? So when you were, if you, if you actually experience that in your world, because the, the, the thing about the Snyderverse is that they didn't have 75 years of Superman comics. They didn't have any of that. They had people living their lives. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, there's aliens. Oh, wait, there's a guy that just saved us from these aliens. Movie's over. So I, I don't know what kind of response you wanted from that in that 20 minutes into, you know, with about a half hour left in the movie, it's like costume, save the world, over. To want more from that, it just seems weird. To, to want the, of the whole world to be like, oh, wow, not only did we just find out we're not the only motherfuckers in the universe, like most of us assume anyway, but somebody just randomly saved us from a bunch of other motherfuckers from his planet and now we're just okay with it. My hand was up. Um, my problem with the Snyderverse is not how you're talking about how people respond to Superman. Yeah. What I'm talking about is how Superman presents himself. And the beginning of the movie, every character in every film, there is a character arc where the character starts in one place and ends up in another place. This movie decided not to do that. This character starts in one place and ends up in the same place. What I wanted from the character arc was, okay, all of these people, I understand why they would be afraid of me. I am almost omnipotent with my powers. I am a scary looking dude. And his response is to continue glowering, continue hovering over people and not to be the beacon of hope that he says his S stands for when the movie. When? When? At what part in the film? When? Okay, 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 now, okay, I okay. The, I get the idea that in BBS that should have happened. I get that. And, <laughs> yeah. and that makes sense. No, what you said makes completely sense. It makes complete sense. I get that. Um, but I, even even that, I think, would have been a stretch that everybody would have been like, all right, I'm okay with this guy. I just think because, because I'm... Because, A, most people just aren't willing to accept that they're just not uh, the real quick because 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 uh, uh, real quick um one one because i think we're going around we're arguing like the same thing all right and we're getting away from what's happening is that everybody's excited for the snyder cut so as a segue into our last story um i'm going to give a, a little bit of nonsense that came way <laughs> of way of facebook before jd chimed in and someone ranked our backgrounds yes now I'm glad you brought that up glenn <laughs> yeah I uh, liked it. i'm very excited I don't about know. That someone ranked our backgrounds and they think they say that does it again. This was before JD chimed in, so they're not ranking JDs. So they said that Lens is the most attractive, and I think that's primarily because there is nothing but wine behind me. It's nothing but wine glasses behind me in my background, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen. It's nothing but wine and wine glasses. It, 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 and and trust me, it gets drunken. It gets drank. A lot of time here, uh, where I in Delaware, where I am right now. Now, Brian's they say is the most desirable. No, 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 no. Excuse me, Brian's they, is lame. Opposite, they said. Now, <laughs> all right. Now, here's the thing. I can see where you guys are coming from from your view. Now, in my mind, all of my stuff is around here. 
Uh, so you can't see like, where are they? My bookshelves with all of my comic oh, related so nice. or what have Let you. Let me see your bookshelf. Let me see your bookshelf again. Bookshelf? All right, hang on a second. I'm on the Ethernet cable here. So let me. Okay, I see your bookshelf over the side there. Okay. Metron up there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love Metron. Yeah, we got Flash with the Cosmic Treadmill, a lot of books and various mm-hmm. other memorabilia that we can't see over here. We've got Morpheus and uh, some Star Ooh. Trek stuff as well, and then some action figures and a lot of other things. Now, up here, we've got this is like a little kind of walk. <laughs> And uh, it's cool. It's architecturally cool that it's there, but that might not be coming across in this. <laughs> Do you have a cat? It's architecturally great. It's Brian, get a cat. You can get your ranking up apparently if you get a cat. Yeah, right. It's a cat. Cooper, come here. Cooper. What would be cool? I mean, there's stuff up there, right? There's a phoenix. That's cool. And yeah, so, I can ooh, see it. A moon that's kind of washed out right now. Magnetic. Oh, a kryptonite rock that I am holding on to. For Superman, it says in the box, just, you know, because they're dangerous to him, but I, not so much to me. So I'm just hanging on to that for safekeeping. <laughs> I feel like the radiation yeah. over time might be slightly destructive. That's what happened to Lex. Well, yeah, it's it's true. I'm keeping it in the box, you guys. I mean, it's a cardboard box, so it should okay. be fine. <laughs> now, they say that Randy's background, Randy's background is the most desirable. Because I got toys, man. It's it's just all super toys. Yeah. Well, up top it is. Uh, So up top it's all my Superman figures, right? Um, And the second quick here. But down here is a bunch of the figures I let my son play with. So there's my Aquaman and my my Kyle Rayner and Starman. Nice, nice Starman. Firestorm. What? This is the gym. This is just my joint right here. Apache Chief! <laughs> oh, wow. Listen, wow. when they put out that line, it was Wave 18 of the DC Universe figures, yeah. and it was like the the uh, the Affirmative Action Justice League. It was, like, <laughs> it was Black Vulcan, Samurai, um, Apache El Dorado, Chief. and the Apache Chief was the Builder figure. I was like, cocked. Cocked. Now, Noel, now, yeah, Noel, they say Noel's is the most anally straight. Hmm. Okay, so, one, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a fucking slob. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, like, this is the this is the middle room in our place where, I like, essentially, when uh, my, my fiancé and I got a home together... I recreated my actual living room in my old apartment in this small room for <laughs> my fucking nerd shit. Um, so it's just it's just bookshelves. Yeah, there's huh. so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, my my books, my absolutes, my omnis, my oversized hardcovers. That other one back there is is all the other trades and stuff, movies, concert posters. Howard the Duck. Gosh, there he is. I have a, an actual one shot or one sheet of Howard the Duck on the on the wall that you guys aren't facing is a couple of like autographed concert posters and and Scott Pilgrim and dust. Batman Begins. Uh, lots of dust. <laughs> I have made an agreement. Thank you very much. Every week, oh I will I will actually 
dig one of these shelves completely out, almost reorganize them and dust it. And then the following week, the other one, because they get dusted. No. <laughs> now, no, Brandon, it's, it's actually, it's almost cathartic to remove all the books and then reorganize them constantly. It's just that like is a true. That is a good it's feeling. Really nice. That is true. Now, Brandon, you're in your kitchen? Is I that where you I'm are? On there. Oh, that's, it says Inspector Space. I was wondering, because my name wasn't there. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it says Brandon's background is just okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? My uh, my dining room. Well, my mom's dining room. Hmm. You guys like this like weird? Uh, yeah, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When we got our that's, house that's done, mom art. She, someone mom. just brought it in. Mom art is that what you said? <laughs> mom art. <laughs> mom art. Yeah. That yeah, that was she. Flowers? She she did that at she did that at circles with a twist. That's no, said, everybody, at some point, everybody's mom had a piece, had something on the wall. It was like, why is it? Look, it's my house. I like it. Is that Maybe lavender? Like, I'm sure that smells great. Is that the flower? <laughs> no. <Nah. Yeah. laughs> it's not? No, I, all I see is purple. I'm like, I can, like, yeah. smell I mean, lavender. I don't know. A lot of them have died. Let me move. See the other flowers, too. There we are. Those, Those are nice. a little better. Yeah. And flowers. Nice. You got you got to work on your background, oh, wait, Brandon. Wait, everyone, shush. Christopher Goodnight says it looks like High Gallifreyan, and I like him now. That's I can see that. Who <laughs> that was it. That was that was actually the moment when when uh, me and Christopher Goodnight just got there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nice. Now let's let's show JD some love. Here we go. JD, look at JD's got all his boxes. Wait, oh, you didn't cheat it. You I'm sorry. You cheated. You I'm set sorry. up your camera all my boxes? No. <laughs> no. I have I have almost 80 long boxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, have you opened up that Hellblazer Omni yet? I've got Preacher and a Preacher Omnibus, and then the Hellblazer Omnibus with a Constantine statue. And then I've got a Nate Bellegarde original sketch of Jesse. That's fuck communism Zippo right next to it. I don't know if you can see oh, that. Oh yeah. Do you like okay. preacher? Nah. I feel yeah. like that wasn't always there. I feel like JD. Yeah, JD. He definitely moved. It's been here this whole time. Mm. The camera setup. <laughs> I just. Yeah, the angle, it was a little higher. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little higher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Len. This would be yeah. a fun if we haven't done it already. A little like gutter talk. Cribs would be a Yeah. I got figures. I think well, I think we could have a lot of fun going around each other's. Hey guys. I'm sorry, I'm seeing uh Melly G is here in the comments. Did we say happy birthday? We did. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. great. Get to it, JD. Happy birthday to We've already had a, a whole show before you got here, G. We say happy birthday to her. You know, we 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 it's it's she she she's been loved. She's been loved. But uh JD, if you want to sing her a very special happy birthday, feel free. Yeah. I just did. You missed it. <laughs> oh, oh I did. Someone I said did. The okay, before we get out of here, Superman for me. Does Keith Gibbs? <laughs> yes, the Hellblazer now trumps Randy Superman for me. That, oh that, wow! Yeah. Oh wow! I love that Constantine statue. Is hot. Thanks. 
but this is going to be all of before it. we get out of here. Ooh. What is it? Before we get out of here, oh, I have a question. Let's go. You guys, you guys dipped out. Uh, well, the in, the connection was fuzzy. Who in the the Snyderverse is supposed to be Martian Manhunter? General Swanwick. Oh. General Swanwick. Yeah. He was the. Yeah. You know who he is, JD? The actor is called Henry. Is named Henry, Henry Maddox. Lennox. That was that the guy who, at the very end, uh, Superman destroys the very expensive piece mm -hmm. of government property. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's and like, then, yeah. And the response and he's also, is, um, he's cute. Yeah. yeah. He's also in BBS. He's the one who's like, Lois Lane, with as much balls as you have, you belong in here. He has that line. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Harry, Harry, uh, Henry Lennox. Uh, is a very, very accomplished yeah. character mm -hmm. actor. So casting him. Interrupting you. That's fine, JD. It's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> our last story before we get out of here is. We're doing this. Yes, we're going to do it. Just real quick. Just real quick, because it's only fair. The the last real big story in the geek sphere was that the actress Ruby Rose. Um, will not be returning to the CW's Batwoman. Yeah. Um, the story is is that this was mutually agreed upon with the producers of the show that she will be stepping down from the role. Um, there has been some speculation that maybe there were some ruffled feathers on the set, that maybe she was a little, you know... Uh, um, uh, stepping down because this is a show that maybe is a little bit more physically taxing than she thought it would be. She did oh, yeah. famous, famously did suffer a um, close to a very severe injury uh, in the filming of the show over the, over the course of the this first season. Um, there also has been some speculation that maybe the producers are not as enamored with her you know, um, professionally as an actress, um, whether it be behind the scenes or maybe what they have seen of her in front of the camera, because Ruby Rose is an actress who, while she does have some credits, has not, this is a, definitely the, a big leap for her mm. as far as in her career um, being the, the head of a, the lead on a TV series. Um, Brandon, I know, I think of all of us, you've been like the biggest follower of the show Batwoman and, and continue to be a fan of the show. Um, and you are the person that follows, you're our news guy. So you probably, if there's any update on this news item, you probably have it. What do you got to say about this piece of geek news that fell our way in the last couple of weeks? Are you talking to me? Yes, Brandon. I think you. cut out right when you started. Um, so I don't, I got caught up on that one for this. I don't really mind, honestly, that much because Ruby Rose was never my favorite part of Batwoman. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not that upset that she's leaving. I do think she got better in the role as time went on. So it does kind of suck that she's leaving now, but I'm okay with it. I don't really care that much, honestly, as long as like the other people are still around. That's all that matters to me. I do. It is upsetting that she won't have crossovers with Supergirl because they had a lot of good chemistry. So I hope yeah. that yeah. Um, whoever they get next also has that. But yeah, and as far as the news, like I was looking it up, apparently a TV line says that a source both like related to the show said that it was because of the long hours. And they said that it, the, the whole um, 
like her being difficult to work with thing is more that it's just when you're working long hours and when you're really stressed, sometimes tempers flare and stuff like yeah. that. And so that yeah. made her sometimes difficult to work with, but it wasn't that she was like a drama queen or anything like that. From what I could, from what I read, I don't, you know, I don't work I on the show. I got that impression too, was that it was yeah. like, look, she wasn't happy and it made her not that great to work with, but cause she wasn't happy, you know, like it's not as fun if ever, not everyone's having fun, you know, like that kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a, we don't care for her anymore or that kind of thing. That was my impression. Now I personally found her so charming and so great to watch, you know, that I am upset that she's leaving. I hope whoever they find to fill the role will be good. And, you know, sometimes you look back at season one of a show and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't imagine it if we had stuck with that, you know, that right. whatever. But she, for me, is like a lot of the reason to watch that show. She's mm. just, I don't know. I find her really likable. The few episodes that I watched, so I'm not, I'm not up to date on it, but the few episodes I watched, I thought that she was great outside of the costume. But then every time it turned into a Batman show or Batwoman show, mm. I was just like, yeah, the action's fine. The, yeah. the way it's shot is fine. Like it, it, it felt like a, a charming, fun show when it was just her and the cast, and then it, and then it just became like a, an imitation of a better show when it got comic booky. If that makes any sense. Yeah, her Kate so, was pretty dope. I, I enjoyed her Kate Kate. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it was almost like was interesting. Removing her or like the absence of her may not make it better or worse for what I enjoyed it for. Hmm. Like yeah. the action part and the, the Batwoman part of the show I thought was actually kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Like she was charming. If they get somebody else that's charming in there, great. It still might have those issues that I had problems with to begin with. Yeah. Tim Hershey says he still thinks that the Batwoman show is a little clunky, but I assume some of that was first season type of things. And yeah. uh, someone on Facebook says that, speaking about Ruby Rose specifically, says that her well, arrogance annoyed me. JD, are you co-signing on that? Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> no. I'm questioning why I, uh, this, I don't want to, I'm sorry. I just, dumb, I, wait, 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 to be clear, I don't, to be fair, it just says her. They could be talking about the character because the character could be kind of arrogant at times. So they might have been about that. Yeah. Hang on. There's, there's more of the comments. She didn't have the experience okay, well, DC show wise for her to be that arrogant. That's talking about the actress. Yeah. I don't know. Not like the other DC show, DC show character who have been around. It kind of sounds like they're talking about Kate Kane. Oh, so like Kate Kane was immediately like. That's what I'm taking from it, but I don't. Yeah. I I can see that. Yeah. I never, I never hear this. I never hear this complaint about male characters. I never hear, (laughs) I don't know, that character. He just came in and was just arrogant out of the gate. Thank you. When every time a male character is arrogant, everyone's like, yeah. You know what you're doing. Way to go. You command a room. You walk in and you can command a room. As soon as a woman comes in and is arrogant, then it's a problem. And it drives me up a up a wall. Yeah, I agree. Well, kind of I'm, not saying that that's, I'm not saying that that is his take on it, Dommel. Mm. I don't know if I'm saying your name, Dom. Um, that may not be your intention at all. But I have noticed this comes up a lot. Anytime a woman uh, shows up and has something to say, she's either a bitch or she's bossy or she's arrogant. But then no one ever says that about Tony Stark. Well, they like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. I, she's super. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was not co-signing on that. 
Thank you. I just, I appreciate didn't, like, I just didn't like the Batman part of the show hmm. or the, the bat aspects of the oh, show. That's a, that's a, see, I'm wondering about casting wise. It's just, it's curious where they're going to go. Cause like, are we spoiling the show or no? Yeah, Cause sure. I don't, I know some of you guys are watching it though. Like, do you guys I'm never not want gonna, us to spoil it? I'm never going to finish the first season. Hmm. I had already kind of like fallen off it to be completely spoiler honest. Spoiler for the chat. Spoiler alert. But at the in the last episode, which wasn't supposed to be the last episode, but because of coronavirus, it was they introduced their their Bruce Wayne. So like, it's interesting, like where they're gonna go, like because the way they introduced it though is through like someone is wearing his face, and that's what interests me is like, are they gonna have it that some Kate's gonna get a new face? Because right now they have people who can make faces all the time. Hmm. So like, is that how they're gonna do it? Are they gonna do multiverse shenanigans? I doubt it. Yeah. Where's Bruce Wayne? No, he's not. Somebody looks like Bruce Wayne, so they basically... Yeah. Oh, it's Hush, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hush. Yeah. He, yeah. They cast Bruce Wayne, but it's not. The character isn't there yet. Right. I doubt... I've heard that too, Brandon, that like, will they do something like that? I doubt it. I think that they will have it just pass without comment. And a friend of mine mentioned a really good real-world reason. You can't do flashbacks if you have her in-universe change her face. You know, well, unless we get Kate Kane back. I mean, uh, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're um, just going to straight up recast the, the character and, and be done with it. Honestly, depending yeah. on how they recast, two years from now we're just going to be like, oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, like, that's what I think they should do. I hope so. But yeah, but um, Greg Burr, or uh, Mark Guggenheim commented and he said like they have we have ways of doing like we have things that can like accommodate this implying like crisis stuff and stuff like that and also as far as flashbacks they did this already with arrow um sarah lance the actress who played her in season one of arrow got recast and then they just reshot any flashbacks they did with her yeah that's true that was a much smaller part like i don't think they planned to have sarah lance as a character they couldn't do it you know and, and everyone would accept it I just feel like they're probably not going to go that route. It's either going to be an in-universe, like, universe change where she's right. all in this, or they just won't. They just won't do it at all. We know why. Um, oh, the arrogance thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, when she was very first introduced in Elseworlds, she came off as very, like, who is she to talk to these other heroes that way that we've never heard of? That is not unlike a Bat character. No, not at all. Right. You know what I mean? It was the most bad thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be an absolute asshole. True. Being like, hey, I'm the one that knows what to do around here. Get the hell out of Gotham with your little arrows. (laughs) You know? But but true. But the other thing that she came across when they first introduced her, she came across as as someone who had been Batwoman for a little bit of time. Like she was a little, lot more seasoned in it. I wouldn't be surprised and maybe they can't do this or maybe you couldn't do this because who cares? If they kind of retcon that that whatever mission she was in the middle of when they first met her actually we haven't seen it yet you know yeah, what they, i mean okay they could do that as a retcon but they have already in the show specifically stated like when that took place in her in the season the first season uh, yeah, all, bets are off, all bets are off with the cw universe because they went so far as to like make mm-hmm. ollie the special Actor yeah. and yeah. earnestly say to the anti-monitor that he's failed this universe. So, like, I, <laughs> my, the like the level of what I'm willing to accept in this, like, these shows, mm-hmm. whatever. 
do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Make it fun. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, JD. I um, just want to respond to Tim because this is a problem I have a, a problem I have with a lot of the CW shows. He had commented, I was more bothered that someone training and fighting at a military academy kept getting her ass beat. And I think that that is a larger problem within CW and their storytelling motif in mm. that just with the flash, the fastest man in the world yeah. in the middle before the middle, you know, uh, the middle of the episode is done, he gets defeated somehow. And whoever it is, whether they have superpowers or not, disappears when and they're gone. Whenever he stands up, he's like, "Well, I guess I guess we'll fight again some other time." I, there's no way I can run fast enough to find this guy on his feet, who's probably less than a block away. So that's just the, across the board. I think CW, um, when you have an hour-long TV show, that just sort of comes with the territory. It, when it comes to the territory with comic books, because to your point about the Flash, the, only, the yeah. thing that always pissed me off about the Flash <laughs> is that he's running to a crime in progress. So he knows he's running into something bad being done, and yet he runs there and stops. Like, why would you stop? Why would you just not super speed take out whoever's doing the bad thing and now stop? That's what's always pissed me off about it i mean nobody should be able to take out the flash you know what i mean he's yeah. moving around so fast no, but like that's <laughs> really that's true in the comics problem. too i mean i feel like the, the comics have a similar problem like it's that's similar. just that's just superheroes yeah. there's always going to be like logistical issues with the storytelling in superhero comics that's um, true action figure expert says it just sucks that star girl is not in the same universe and has anyone watched Stargirl? I watched the first episode. Yeah, and it is yeah. It's awesome. so yeah, good. I've seen the first episode. It's so good, man. So good. Yeah. And, 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 and if, if, if we don't give Luke Wilson the props he deserves yeah. as Stripesy on this thing, like, he's so good. He's so much fun. Nice. Um, yeah, he's like the just, a, yeah, I, I'm just so happy watching him. And what's the guy's name? Uh, Joel, what's his name? Oh, my God. He's good. Oh, God. Great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's off to a really good start. If anybody out there hasn't seen uh, Given Stargirl a chance, absolutely give it a shot. It is really charming, really good. The main main character, I I don't know her, the actress's name, but she's really charming. She pulls it off. It's great. Breck Bessinger. Bessinger. Yeah. I don't know. However you pronounce that last name. I do want to check it out because I know they introduced one of my favorite teams in in the world, the Justice Society of America, on there. Um, So I am very interested in checking out Stargirl. And I think we'll, just for the sake of time, we're going to, we'll leave more of a more, um, get more into the nitty gritty of Stargirl, her past, where this character comes from, and uh, do a review of her her first couple of episodes. We'll leave that till next week. Um, we've already been talking for, for quite a stretch of time. I hope that you who have been watching <laughs> us and listening uh, on YouTube and on Facebook in our Triple Nation Facebook group have enjoyed this bit of distraction from the real world um, I hope you have also enjoyed braiding with Randy as he has shown us exactly all <laughs> how to, you know, do it. Done, man. It's got to get done. done. I look like a, yo, I look like a, 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 a psychopath right now, dude. If I don't get these, these, these done up in here, twisted up, 
I just look like I just crawled out. <laughs> I got to get my hairline up. I, I don't know if you guys can tell. Look at this over here. My hair. But I know I couldn't get the hairline. Look at, look at Noel. Hair. Apparently there's a six o'clock curfew at Philadelphia tonight, and I got to go take yeah. care of stuff. I think it's eight. I, I got to go move my car. No, it's six o'clock now. Oh, is it? It's, it's six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they moved it up. We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed it. JD had to bounce out. We've all, Everybody's bouncing out. Um, But we've had so much fun. Uh, Check us out. Uh, uh, Brand, Brian, we'll start with Brian and work our way around. Brian, where can people find you? Oh, I'm at brianleavedesign.com, spelled like my name is correctly spelled right there, and then the word design.com. And uh, it's a product design website and also on social media. Which Brandon? Uh, can't find me anywhere, but um, just be good to people. Whenever you think, whenever you want to go on Twitter and message me something, just hug a, hug a neighbor or something. Or donate no. to well, maybe not. Charities. Um, you can find me on social media at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, or just any of the cult pop feeds and just say hello. And Super Trouble. Uh, you can check me out. Check out the new album, BoomBapTherapy.com. Uh, check me out anywhere Triple Nation is at. You can check me out anywhere Gangsta Grass is at. Um, I'm here. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You can... You can check uh, uh, Randy, the Super Tribble, and myself, the Bad Tribble, every place that you find the Black Tribbles on blacktribbles.com. We're also rocking out on YouTube as well as on Facebook. Tune into the Black Tribbles this Thursday at 9 p.m. because I promise you it will be the most important episode of Black Tribbles that you will ever listen to or watch. It is the single most important episode of Black Tribbles will be happening this Thursday at 9 p.m. That uh, you've been you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. Randy Randy will, will co-sign. It you is very have important. Been warned. Until then, I hope you all please be safe, be well, be good to one another. We cannot stress that anymore in, in these crazy times in which we have find ourselves in. All right? For all the Tribbles here, for all the talkers here, for all the spoilers here, and for everyone out there listening, this is the Bat Tribble. Put some sunshine on your face. I got mine. Go get yours. And until next time, hailing frequencies are closed. I love you, Randy. I love you, Noel. <laughs> <laughs>